Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Scott Prather, and as promised, joining me now is a friend of mine, a guy who's been on the beat for a while, covering the Raging Cajuns for the Daily Advertiser. Tim Buckley joins us. Hey, Tim, how are you, my friend? Well, Scott, I'm upright. That's always a good thing, especially on a Friday. That's good. It's great. I'm glad to hear it, man. Um, uh, before we, we, we talk Cajun hoops for a minute, just... You know, I've been. I read your stuff, follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff. And um, you were reporting yesterday that a, a new Cajun uh, was well, a, a new NCAA transfer portal, a raging Cajun was going to be entering that portal. Joe Dillon last week, but um, a new one yesterday. Give us, give us the insight and a little update on that. Yes, Javé uh, Magale, Cajun's backup quarterback. The last two years, um, and really he kind of split number two with uh, Chandler Fields uh, last season, um, has entered the portal, um, and uh, it appears that the Cajuns already have their replacement in terms of, uh, uh, and I haven't even had a chance to post this yet, to be honest with you, but they have their their replacement in terms of uh, uh somebody that's going to come in with a little bit of experience and somebody who does have at least one start on his uh, resume, one FBS start. In fact, he has exactly uh, one FBS start and it came in December against Rutgers. Uh, It's the backup quarterback from Maryland and his name, of course, I'll butcher the last name because it's French. Uh, Lance Legendre, Legendre, if you, uh, people who, uh, I mean, you haven't been here long enough. I mean, I, better if, than I am. Lejeune, maybe that. if he pronounces it, Lejeune. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd uh, have to speak to the Maryland, uh, play by play guy, but, um, in any event, uh, uh, you know, he was behind, uh, Tua Tagnavoa's, uh, uh, brother at Maryland um uh red shirt freshman he's from new orleans warren easton um and uh he he last night tweeted out a uh a commitment to the cajuns uh he went into the portal in uh in december a couple weeks after getting that start against rutgers and uh it looks like uh mr maglay's already been been replaced on the roster you know once they lost maglay um who really uh, only appeared in one game last season, the UL Monroe uh, blowout. Um, they had nobody with experience. They had, you know, Chandler Fields, who, you know, has appeared in, I think it's nine games over two years, but most of it mop-up stuff. He was 0 for 6 last season. And then the two freshman uh, signees, Hunter Herring, uh, from uh, up in the Monroe area, and uh, Zai McDonald, uh uh, from the Jackson area in Mississippi. Um, so not a lot of experience until they get this commitment last night. Tim Buckley, our guest. Behind, of course, Levi Lewis, I should add. Yeah, sorry sorry it, to talk but, over but, there, No, it's all good. I think I think Levi being one of the nine seniors coming back is, by nature of his position and his experience, is probably the biggest one. But to your point, I mean, if he has to miss a stretch, you know, that's one thing. Levi has really done, even dating back to the four games he started, uh, back when Mark Hudspeth was still the head coach. You know, he has he has been able to stay healthy and hasn't missed any time, knock on wood. Hopefully 
for the Cajuns, that's the case again next year. But behind them, there's there's not a ton of on-field experience. And, yeah, Lejeune, he got that one start. I know he, he struggled in that start. It's just one game. It doesn't mean um, – you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a sign of, of his future or anything like that. But at that position, boy, you talk about expectations likely going to be as high as they've ever been in the history of the program in 2021. Uh, you better hope that uh, that number one stays healthy all season. I know that much. Especially with no Trey Regis and no Elijah Mitchell. I mean, so much more is going to be on Levi to, to really carry things, you know. Yes, you got Chris Smith coming back. Um, but similarly, behind Chris Smith, not a whole lot of of experience uh, behind him at the running back uh, spot either, which means so much more will be on, on the quarterback uh, next season. Of course, he gets helped out because, you know, uh, Jalen Williams was, was one of the several seniors who decided to, to come back. So that experience helps the receiver. But uh, they've got some... Uh, finding out to do behind uh, or along with Chris Smith as well. You know, T.J. Wisham will come back from the uh, the wrist injury. He's mostly been a special teams guy. Um, played a little bit at Army before he transferred, um, but not a ton of backfield experience. Um, they're really high on uh, uh, Amani Bailey, uh, the, the little running back from uh, – from Texas, who played a little bit when they had some COVID issues uh, earlier in the season, they signed one running back, another one out of out of Texas. I think he was from Hemphill, uh, Draylen Washington. During the early signing period, they picked up a a, a commitment um, uh, from a from a Louisiana running back, Terrence Williams, uh, within the past uh, I don't know a week or so, uh, give or take. And at least as of right now, they still got Kendra Williams uh, on their commitment board, uh, the Karen Crow running back, who picked up an Iowa offer uh, not too long ago. Um, so, you know, a lot of possibilities there, but also uh, not a whole lot of experience. ESPN1420.com, Tim Buckley, our guest. Uh, Tim, before we talk hoops, did you did you get in on the, the the Bernie Sanders meme on Twitter? I know how much you love social media. Well, I got some laughs. <laughs> uh, I did get some laughs. In fact, I got a laugh when uh, when he uh, and and see see that's why I need you, Scott. The pronunciation thing, silly me, all these years. I thought it was a meme. Nope. Um, not a meme. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Uh, just kidding. I know. Sort of. I know. Um, no, you know now, but when you first saw it a few years ago on social media, you were pronouncing it Mimi at first. Well, I mean, yeah. A, and, yeah. you know, who decides how they pronounce these things? But in any event, um, Age old question. I, I got a laugh when they. Uh, when they replaced uh, John Berman on the on the CNN set with uh, with a Bernie Bernie meme uh, on TV this morning. <laughs> so, uh, um, yes, I did. Uh, I did see some of it. I saw, um, um, I saw the, uh, what is it? The game of, uh, thorns one, game, uh, game of thrones. <laughs> see? All right, Tim, let's, whatever, uh, whatever uh, that thing is, uh, <laughs> Scott, ah, this, this, 
you Game know. of Thrones isn't, isn't Tim Buckley's thing. That's not his. He's more of a like, no. let's watch The Closer, let's watch maybe some Law and Order, something like that. Is that Ooh, fair to say? Big, big fan of The Closer. The Law and Order's kind of worn me down because there's just so many episodes. Dun, 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 right now, I'm on, a, I'm on a little bit of a, uh, of a Rizzolian Isles uh, kick right now. Um, and, of course, you know, I mean, if you're going into the whole subscription thing, uh, the the Sopranos, obviously. But never seen an episode. Oh, stop! Never seen an episode. I mean, I I, 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 I would. I just it's some. It's not that I. It's not whatever. That it's not is. like I was like I refuse to watch this. It just never happened, you know. I'm just busy in life, and then you know everyone talked about it all the time. I know that they all stare at each other at the end, and yeah. So it's kind of like I don't, I don't have time for that kind of investment. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not suggesting that it's not a good show or worth watching or any or anything like that, uh, Coach. Tim Gandolfini was brilliant. Hey, he's 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 an all time great. Bracco, may he rest stellar. in peace. May he rest in peace. I just like that you know they they cast this kid and it was just this little Irish kid that showed up to the audition and uh, he ends up playing this Italian kid and and now everyone just assumes he's Italian. But uh, but I've never seen the show. But I know random trivia like that. Uh, I don't know. Coach Bob Marlin's background, I don't know that there's Italian there, but I do know in terms of worth watching, he uh, told us on Monday, you know, we've only got a few home games left. We want fans to come out. COVID-19 safety protocols in place and all that. But they are at the Cajun Dome tonight. They are at the Cajun Dome tomorrow. And uh, they've been splitting every one of these conference series so far, Tim. The, it, it, are we set for that again? Is that going to be the trend all They break out of that trend. Well, first of all, James Gandolfini to Bob Marlin, perhaps the worst uh, segue in sports talk radio history. I tried. I tried. Uh, you did. I'll give you an E for effort. Um, look, the, the whole splits thing, like Bob Marlin said, uh, wh- whoever manages uh, you know, to take two uh, and get on just a little bit of a run, a three, four game run, uh, is, is going to end up with, uh, with winning the division. Um, now, frankly, it's not that huge of a deal. Um, everybody go into the conference tournament this year, assuming that they that they have it um, uh, in Pensacola, um, new site. But um, but yeah, you want to walk away from these weekend uh, pairs with with more than a split. Obviously, um, you know the whole baseball thing. You know, you go into the weekend series and you know you talk about wanting to win two out of three. Um, not the opportunity for that, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, you want to take both of them, especially the ones at home. Um, maybe you you feel a little more satisfied getting the the split on the road. Um, I think the whole setup is is fascinating. Um, Bob doesn't buy into some of the adjustments, uh, uh, nuances of it quite as much as as I seem to. Frankly, um, I think there's coaches you know that are. That are running different stuff, uh, that are playing different defenses the second day compared to what uh, um, what they see the first day. Um, interestingly, I-, I talked with the subject about uh, uh, with uh, with uh, Malik uh, Wilson and Malik. Um, Malik's take on it, his spin on it, is that um, by the time the second day rolls around, you know, less than twenty four hours later. Uh, the other side, like they know all our plays, so the the second night just becomes just balling. 
um, and and not so much running stuff differently or or defending differently or anything like that. They're just like you know they know what we're going to run anyway, so um, uh, forget about it and just go play basketball, um, which maybe is the reality of 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 what's happening. Um, but uh, I find that whole thing really interesting. Uh, you, you said the second game might be more just quote balling, as Malik Wilson put it. He's been doing that, Tim. I mean, I think um, each player has had moments of great play and other other times where I don't want to say they, they played bad, but they weren't maybe uh, atop the stat sheet, right? They they kind of have some highs and then come back down. I mean, I feel like Wilson has has been consistent and um, just a talented player. I mean, I when I look at the players on the roster, I, I really – I've said this last year – he has a long way to go, but I felt like of all the guys on the roster, I felt like he had the most pro potential. He's he's a really really nice college guard. He's got to take it to the to the next level to take that step. There needs to be uh, more to his game, but he certainly has the potential for it. Um, you know, it seems like lately the focus has been, you know, uh, at least prior to last Saturday on his struggles because um, he did have. Uh, a couple there, including uh, especially one of the Little Rock games. Uh, you know, he, he, was, he was driving to the basket terrifically. He was blowing by his guy, and stuff was just rolling off the rim and um, not falling for him. And, um, you know, he was getting good, clean looks, and uh, uh, they were, you know, either rimming out or just off the mark or whatever. And um, yet he's still averaging uh, 14-plus per game, three more than, than last season. Um, which maybe has gone, frankly, a little bit unnoticed in all of this as they've gotten off to a, you know, all in all, a really good start. And um, um, but then you have what happened Saturday night when he when he drops uh, what was it twenty five as a ridiculous sixteen rebounds, 16 four steals. Points, yeah. yeah, yeah, had it going. Uh, so uh, I had it going I, I feel like ends. he's made some strides from last year to this year. Where do, how do you think it's it's more of it's not quite as big a leap as perhaps I've seen from year to year from him. And I, I grant it, we're only in, you know, year two, strange year with COVID and everything else. But Well, you know, I, I think he's had to, um, he's had less responsibility, it seems like, uh, handling the ball uh, this year compared to last year, uh, which I think has been to his benefit because Brian, uh, AU, you know, being available to take some of that point guard load. And I think that's helped him make those strides because, you know, he's not a pure uh, point guard by, by any stretch. He's, he's a combo type. Um, and, you know, depending on whether or not there's another growth spurt there or not, um, probably more of a two than a one. Um, if you're talking about, about next level, um, but he can certainly, you know, take the ball to the basket. Um, like we all remember Alfred Payton doing, doing back in the day. Um, so yes, there's been, uh, there's been development there. Um, I, to me, it seems like, um, you know, adding a little bit of strength would be beneficial if he, if he thinks about making that next step, just cause I know, you know, what those NBA guys, you know, brought to the table strength wise, it seems like, um, he, he benefits from that, of course. You know, we're watching it from, you know, 1,700 yards away up and, you know, from the roof of the Cajun Dome this season as opposed to sitting on the baseline. So it's really tough to to tell right. a lot, but right. that's what it what it 
seems like from uh you know the uh seven forty seven view that we have. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com, Tim Buckley, our guest. All right, Tim, last thing we always end it on a note about your days on the beat with the Utah Jazz back in the day. I remember watching uh the last dance, I guess back in April, and um you know, there were there were some of the NBA finals between the Jazz and Bulls. That was part of the documentary and they Mentioned how uh, John Stockton, you know, rolled up in a minivan. Uh, did did John <laughs> did John roll around in a minivan quite often? I know back in the '90s, you know, his children were still younger. Um, not exactly the the um, prototype or what you would expect from a uh, a gold medalist and you know one of the greatest basketball players ever. But but did you see him behind the wheels of a minivan? I could not tell you the make and model. Um, but I guarantee you that what it was was much more minivanish than it was uh, Cadillac Escalade, sure. as so many of those guys drove back in the day. That I can confirm. Um, I can also confirm that uh, uh, his slacks of choice uh, are the uh, khaki dockers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his, uh, his uh, uh, shirt of choice is the uh, collared polo. Um, nice, clean uh, look. Nice clean. Uh, that hasn't uh, changed Catholic either, by the way. Upbringing look that yeah. has not changed, and I do. And this is one of my all-time favorite memories. Uh, 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 I, I I caught him uh, in the bowels of uh, I guess it was a Verizon Arena back back in the day at the one of the All Star games in Washington, where he was coming out for some sort of ceremony. And uh, he was in a, a little dark uh, cranny uh, in one of the tunnels and about to walk on the floor uh, fighting, trying to, to put on a tie and get it on straight. Uh, John was not a tie guy at all. Uh, and he was, uh, he was battling with that, like he was, you know, battling in the NBA playoffs. Um, but he got it together. I cannot confirm whether or not it was a clip-on or not. Um, might have been. There's a possibility there. Um, but, uh, yeah, much much more of the minivan ilk than the Escalade ilk, without a doubt. Tim Buckley, great stories. We'll get more next time he joins me. In the meantime, Tim, thanks for the time. You guys, if you're not already, follow him on Twitter at TDA Ragin' Cajuns. Read all his stuff in the Daily Advertiser and at theadvertiser.com. Appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, Enjoy the weekend, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. All right, Scott. Take care, bud. You got it. All the best.